information about aging and the aging process and, and all the things at that time I was specializing in housing. So, you know, all the things housing related and who pays for it and all that good stuff. So the site started out as a, a housing resource for seniors and um, there was a directory component to that. Um, and over the, the last decade, the site has grown immensely. If you go to the seniorlist.com, you'll see that it covers um, a little bit of everything from housing. Um, actually, mostly at this point, the, the site is directed to keeping people in their homes as long as possible and as safe as possible. So that's the majority of the, the types of content that you'll see on the site today. Right, and of course, we've talked many times about what we call PERS, <coughs> personal emergency response systems, ways mm -hmm. to get connected, ways to stay connected, and uh, all these are wonderful implements that, as uh, Amy Clark says, you can find at uh, the Senior List website. Very simple. But, but one of the things that's uh, been established by Amy, and this is what I want to bring out to everybody, is that she's got a following. She's got a constituency, and these are of caregivers, at-home caregivers and family members, the seniors themselves, and a variety of professionals. So if mm -hmm. she wants to find out something about what's going on in the lives of, of elders, she really has a big group that she can ask questions of. And I know that you took on uh, a survey, really, and a study of how are older adults doing during this coronavirus situation in terms of being isolated so before we look at the findings, which I actually, I'm going to spill the beans, spoiler alert. I was pretty excited <laughs> about the findings. But how did you go about doing, getting the information from the group? Yeah, as you mentioned, we have a great um, community of people that follow us um, via a, a variety of channels. We have our subscribers to our newsletter. So if any of your listeners want to be part of future you know, surveys that we do, it's really easy for them to sign up for those newsletters and they would receive the, the same types of questionnaires. So we reached out to our, our um, newsletter folks, we posted questions on our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter, and from there we were able to, you know, we, we were provided so much information from our followers. It was just really incredible to see you know, how much information and detail people were willing to share about what was really going on in their own lives. Right. And, so, and you also even uh, went to a variety of people, at least 500 uh, older adults, mm -hmm. asked these questions. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. that's what you can do. That's so wonderful because, like myself, when you, when you have a following, you can speak to the people directly. And when you do, yeah. you get some interesting answers. So before we have to take a break, let's go to the bottom line. The question was, how are you doing during the coronavirus world? Are you seeing people? Are you feeling isolated and lonely? And we'll talk about that outside of the world of coronavirus sequestration. But inside that world, what were some of the findings that you came up with? Well, what, what's really interesting about this is we actually did um, our initial survey in March, and then we did a follow-up in April. And the, the, the difference between those two surveys and the responses that we, we received were pretty um, interesting. So, for example, the people that reported that they were feeling more isolated in March it wasn't that significant. About 10% of people said that they were feeling more isolated in March. 
this month when we when we asked the same people, 40% of those people re- responded wow. that they were feeling more isolated. So I thought that was pretty significant. It's very significant because we we um, can take anything for a short period of time. Let's put it that sure. way. Sure. But after yeah. a while, it's getting very itchy, and it's getting yeah. very political too because of those who feel that it's dangerous to go back are fighting with those who feel they must get back for their own personal peace of mind. A lot of people mm-hmm. feel that the danger, the personal danger of being isolated and not working for those people who are working um, is, is more difficult to them than the risk of the coronavirus. And it, it, we're really in a couple of camps. Before we take a break, I just want to mention that uh, people are very responsive on the senior list. And I noticed how many people leave comments to you, Amy. Yes, Yes, what <laughs> every of, day. <laughs> every day, every day. You must be dealing with that all the time. So one of the, one of the I believe it was a woman, she quit her job. She had a, she had a short, uh, you know, part-time job, and she was a senior. And she mm-hmm. mentioned how she had to quit the job and stay isolated. So there was a double whammy. People forget. They think this vulnerable population of ours don't work. That's yeah. not true. And yeah. so... Wow, you you see it all. And we will be right back. We're going to talk to Amy Clark about the whole issue of isolation and loneliness with or without coronavirus. Don't you go anywhere. We'll continue with The Senior List. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth. Now, a couple of bits of housekeeping. You know that we record our shows, and we have them archived. So if you go to Generation Bowl Radio, you will be able to right now listen to 80 shows if you would like. You don't always have to binge watch uh, uh, Netflix or Prime or whatever. Uh, but if you do that, you can also leave me a uh, an email. And you can go to adrianberg.com. Go to contact. And you will also can leave the same email there. We'll get it any way you send it to us. And you will get our free newsletter with hints and tips, freebies that are sent to me that I might not want to feature on the air because it's a small item, but it could be very useful to you. This week, for example, we do have 30-day free trial for um, online exercise, which is very useful to a lot of people right now if you don't have a gym. Uh, a A bike company, for those of you who like biking, had a very expensive coaching program, which is now free because of coronavirus for about three months. And you don't have to pick up any of these things, nor do we sell it. It's just very interesting things for you. But if you do want to look at some of the things that we believe will enhance your life, take a look on that same website, generationballradio.com, at our store. And we have some really beautiful things things that will remind you of all the places that you visited with the Wander Club, if you're a walker, the best walking sticks there is. You know, I'm a long-distance walker. We have some wonderful things for you, very, very, very hand-picked by me. 
All right, let's go back to our uh, to our current guest. Her name is Amy Clark. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, some people in my field call them agerpreneurs because this is a business, the senior list, that really pulls together a lot of useful things for you. And that is those things you need to be able to stay at home, to be able to thrive at home, and all, anything, anything that Amy feels is the right kind of thing to bring to you to enhance your life. So here's my question before we go into some of the wonderful studies and surveys that you also do through the senior list. You told us that you started uh, because you're in the world of social work and that you've always been in the world of aging one way or another and caregiving, and you were concerned with where we would reside as we got older. But now you're really in a different world. You're in the world of uh, what they call the mature market, and you're really seeing seniors who are perhaps more active or concerned about different things, trying to thrive at home. Do you have a new definition of what a senior is? Because we're always struggling with what are, who are we really talking about? So when you call it the senior list, who are you really talking about here? Yeah, you know, that is such a great question. Um, and, you know, my, my definition of the word senior has certainly evolved as I myself are aging. <laughs> um, and, you know, and I see my own family members aging and my, my grandparents. Um, you know, I, I really think about... Uh, you know, when I hear the word senior, I think of somebody who is experienced. Um, somebody, I, you know, I hate to put an age definition on the word senior, and I really actually don't love the word senior itself. I know for years we've tried to think of what are what's a better word that we can use for, you know, our, our most valuable demographic that we have, which are our older adults. And I still haven't heard of something that I think is going to replace the word senior, but I, um, I, I think senior itself means somebody who is on the journey of aging. So if you think about it like that, most of us that are, are either there or we're, we're quickly headed that way. Um, you know, you asked about, you know, who we're speaking to on the senior list. It, yeah. You know, it really does, it, it is very um it's a lot of variety because we are speaking to older adults themselves, perhaps people who are caring for a spouse, um, you know, aging, you know, children who are caring for their aging parents, even, you know, grandchildren. I have plenty of young people that reach out to me and say, you know, I, I was raised by my grandmother and now I'm the one that's her sole caregiver and here's what I'm dealing with. So the, the site really does try to speak to a lot of different people in a lot of different situations on this journey. Oh, it's, it is so true. Uh, two quick stories. There was a wonderful gerontologist, Janet Sainer, and um, I met her many, many years ago when I was a lawyer for the Community Service Society, which is one of the largest community service societies in the country. And here's what she said to me, Amy. She said, every baby is the same. I don't know if that's true, but she said, every baby is the same, but every senior is different. That's why we can't talk about it. That is why we get into trouble a lot when we try to lump one demographic. Yeah. It's like saying young people. What are you talking about? So yeah. we, do, we do have to ask ourselves to define our own selves now. And what Amy's pointing out, I think, is very important, and that is her change, maybe, of thinking. And, and mine, too, has been it's not a destination. It really is a journey. It's that old story. 
that uh, aging is not a, it's not a, a 65, 70, 80. It's the journey of getting older and adding years and whether you're adding pain or you're adding wisdom is often up to you. And really that's what the show is about and that's what the senior list is about. It's it's empowerment. So one yeah. of the to, to jump and, and you know make the, the the tease and the connection. One huge way of empowering yourself is technology. And that's another thing that you've been surveying and studying. So tell us a little bit about the use of technology survey that you've been doing. Yeah, so we, you know, with the the COVID-19 um, events happening, we, we knew that, you know, people were online and doing things online way more than they had <laughs> previously, yeah. um, you know, in record numbers. But specifically, we wanted to find out what older adults were doing online, and we found that they were doing things at much higher rates than they had before. Um, one of the, the really interesting findings of this is that 24% of older adults are using online delivery, like groceries or food, you know, takeout um, food, which, is, which may not seem like a lot, I think, when you just look at it as that number, but when you compare it to the, the statistic that in 2019, only 11% of all Americans purchased monthly online groceries in 2019. So 11% versus 24% of older adults. I mean, that's a huge jump, and that's a huge embrace of new apps, perhaps, um, using a smartphone a lot more. 28% of older adults downloaded a new app. When we did the survey, 7% of them tried out a new video conferencing tool, assumably they're, you know, keeping in touch with, with friends and family. So it's just been a, a huge increase in numbers. But what I think is really interesting is I actually don't know if we're giving older adults enough credit. <laughs> you know, you always hear people say they're not using technology, you know, don't even bother. But I don't think that's true. I think people, older adults, are use, using technology. And it's only when we, you know, go, are going through specific events like this that we really find out how much technology is being used and, and being newly adopted, which I think is awesome. I do, too. Uh, we'll take a break in a moment, but I have to tell everybody that accelerated learning is not impossible as we get older. The brain really yeah. is plastic. We know that. We can build on neurons. And for those of you as old as me, you'll all remember a song called Necessity. And I love the line, necessity is the maximum thing that a minimum thing can be. Well, pretty soon, if your necessity is that you got to get on the computer, guess what? You get on the computer. So don't you guys go anywhere. We'll talk about how important it is to stay connected with our friend Amy Clark, the visionary, the, the founder, the person behind the seniorlist.com. Don't go anywhere. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy. For my age, da 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 da, da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my 
hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. Now, we're speaking with Amy Clark, and she is the founder of The Senior List, very easy, theseniorlist.com. One of the things that I had asked her was, if you can get one thing out, what would it be? And we're going to talk about that. Uh, and that thing to her was that you have to plan. You have to plan. You have to acknowledge that you're on the journey of aging, and you have to make it count. And she helps you make it count with the things that you need, the right tools, the right advice to stay home, to thrive, to stay independent. So in the last couple of weeks, months actually already, uh, she's been doing surveys of her group, very substantial number of people, on how lonely they are, how much connectivity they have, how much they're using uh, uh, the computer and other devices. And it's, it's not a bad result. And you can read all about the, the results of this. But, Amy, let, let's go back to this issue of loneliness in general because I do see a connection, always have, between what I call getting wired, being uh, able to do video conferencing and uh, calling and online shopping and uh, joining groups and social media and uh, staying connected as we age, which we know is part of good health. So I was curious to know, about social media. As you said, many times, particularly in the marketing world, they write off older adults. They don't look. They don't read. They're not on Facebook. But you know the truth. What are you finding? Where is the social media hubs for the older adult, and are they changing? Yeah, great question. Um, and, and I can only speak to our experience, um, you know, other other companies may have very different experiences than ours, but our community of um, you know older adults, and again, per perhaps their adult children, are very active on our Facebook um, social media. We actually have a primary Facebook page for the senior list, but then we also have a couple of groups um, for people to talk about specific things, like senior discounts is one. Uh, we also have another one for travel. So people in those groups, you know, they're very, they're very vocal. They're very active in those groups. They're very much having conversations, um, you know, with each other and with us. And it's been just a great, you know, again, over the last decade, seeing this community grow. It's just been a great experience. And it, you know, it warms my heart <laughs> to see so many people taking part in, you know, online activities. I, I agree with you. I think especially for people who are already isolated, who perhaps live alone, um, I think being online, there's so much good that can come about, out of that. Of course, there is bad as well, but I think um, it, it's so important to stay connected, and being online is a, a great tool to do that. Yeah, well, one of the things we know from Harvard studies, and I've written about it many times, is that uh, isolation really does reduce longevity. And there are studies mm. that, that quantify it that actually will tell you that if you have six friends or more, you will live two and a half year, uh, years longer. And they'll even tell you that isolation, is a, there's a loneliness project that's uh, being conducted by Lucy Rose um, that, that will tell you that the amount of years you can lose by being isolated is about the same or more than if you're a smoker. So, I mean, there's a lot of hard science behind this need uh, for companionships. And actually, the one thing that was disturbing about your survey, because most of it w was jolly to me, 
was how much less contact there is with seniors living alone than one living in a household with other people. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Because that, that was not a happy statistic. Yeah, I, um, I, I can speak to that from a very personal um, perspective. When I worked with older adults finding housing um, in my previous life, it was always so fascinating to work with people who were living alone in their homes and were very isolated and, and were really resistant to a move into any sort of, you know, senior housing type setting. And almost always, once that move had happened and they had had a little time to transition and get settled into the community, I would have families call me and say, mom is thriving. <laughs> I have never seen mom so, you know, happy. I've never seen her so engaged because they were no longer isolated. It, it, just the simple act of being around other people and being engaged, even if it was just at mealtime, you know, even if somebody wasn't interested in doing activities and, you know, going out on the bus and all, you know, those types of things, being around other people just makes a world of difference. So I, I absolutely believe the research that says that it, it can add years to your life. Yeah, I always, I, my listeners, my readers know that this is the great tragedy of my life. My mother was one of those people who would not move. And she did live alone. And because it was a place that was fairly accessible with an elevator and this and that, uh, she she would not go to assisted living. And every time I would mm. bring her to a place, it looked dreary. It really did. Uh, and mm. I would want to shake the directors and say, don't have all the wheelchairs right in front of the registration <laughs> desk when I bring my mother, but what could I do? And she mm. died at home. She, she died when mm. we were on vacation. Uh, she was alone. Nobody was there. And it was a horrible thing. It was unnecessary. And I have a big campaign to make sure that older adults that really should be moving don't age in place. And those that can age in place should have what you provide uh, at the uh, senior uh, list, the tools to be able to stay at home. So we we go back. Every senior is different. Everybody needs something different. Now, let's go to that. Look, you are in the commerce. You're also in commerce business. You know what people want. And there's a wonderful book uh, called the, uh, the Longevity Economy. We probably know it by Coughlin, head of the MIT Age Lab, who says nobody makes anything fun for seniors anymore. <laughs> they don't sell anything that's fun anymore. But what are seniors buying? You know what they're buying. I, I'm curious. I have no idea whether or not it's your fun stuff or your safety stuff that's top of the list for everybody. <laughs> Well, what a great question, and I don't, I can't pretend to say that we talk about anything necessarily fun on the senior list. <laughs> um, we do talk about things that, you know, are, are are more of a necessity, and again, back to that pre-planning conversation, if people really are trying to do their best to stay at home as long and as safely as possible, the things that we talk about on the senior list are um, you know, really more out of necessity to help people do that in the best way they can. So I don't know that I can speak to what fun things people are buying. I, I do know that over the years I've seen companies starting to really tailor, cell phones are a great example. There are companies that are now tailoring their products to be more senior specific, which I think is 
great. It's not a lot of them, and I look forward to the day where I see more of it and I can talk about more senior-specific products. Um, but people on our site come because they are looking for products that can, you know, that can help them be safe and help them stay at home longer. Now, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy about the site, there's, there's, this site is almost like a bunch of little stories and little insights into other people's hearts and minds because they do mm-hmm. leave a lot of it, particularly, I'm sure, your Facebook, but I've seen it on the website too. So you've got a lot of comments. and As you said, I wake up every morning and I go to the back end and I see who wrote what. You yes. told us. Tell us just before the end of this segment, one thing that either inspired you or changed your thinking or even made you add a product, who knows, that sticks in your mind. Um, you know, I do have a story for that. And, and this was um, this was several years ago when I was still, we had just started the site. I was still working in my um, my own practice helping older adults. And I started hearing horror stories about medical alert systems, like you mentioned earlier, the personal emergency response systems. I was hearing these horror stories from my clients of not being able to return equipment because they were typically people who were transitioning into a care setting and no longer needed these products. So I was hearing these stories. They weren't able to return them. They were locked into these horrendous long contracts or the equipment that they had been using for years simply didn't work. It was just, you know, for lack of a better word, it was just crappy equipment. So that is what inspired me to start researching medical alert systems. In fact, at one point, um, I got involved in a conference and I got my hands on some equipment and it was from there that I just, it, it really became a passion of mine to start writing about you know, kind of the icky stuff that was happening in the industry because I don't think at the time there was anybody else doing that. And so that really inspired kind of that, um, you know, that let's dive in, let's use the equipment, and then let's write about it, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, yeah, and fast you know forward what? to today, a lot of that has changed. But yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just going to say that for those of you who can remember Consumer Reports, which still exists, but it was the only thing yes. around at one point, this, um, the senior list is a little bit like a Consumer Reports, but only for senior products. So I think sure. that's an yep. important, important uh, analogy. So as you said, things have changed a lot. You've seen great improvements in personal emergency response systems. So I'm going to talk about that when we come back because it is very important, and I'll leave you with on a sad note. My mom had one, and she didn't use it. It was in the drawer mm-hmm. when we found her. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot, a lot of work that the caregiving child has to do and not take for granted when it comes to their loved older adult. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. For my age, da 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 da, da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit, cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate. For my age, da 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 da. And hello, 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 this is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. We've been doing a lot of housekeeping on this show because we have so many new things for you. 
in addition to our blog on Why Are Grandma and Grandpa Wearing Masks, which now includes a cartoon for kids, and in addition to uh, How to Stay Happy, we have something called The Happy Prisoner, uh, the ways that you can stay happy during sequestration. That's our aging to beginner, for beginners. Remember that one of the most important things for me personally, and I hope for you, is live entertainment. And theater is closed. Sorry, but we are closed. You can open it. You can open it by watching on television, live theater, by doing so on Vimeo and YouTube, and in our How to Save Theater and Why You Should Save Theater Now blog, we have a load of different places that you can go to see beautiful shows with or without a donation, and, of course, places you can also donate. Now, if you want uh, pre-information on all of our blogs and our radio shows and hints and tips on successful aging, all you need is our Monday newsletter. To get that, which is absolutely free, go ahead and give us your email address on either generationboldradio.com or my website, adrianberg.com, and just go to Contacts, and it will say, yes, I would like to be on your newsletter list. Okay. Let us take a, a, a look at something else now. I can always feel like I can hold it in my hand, and that is age tech, what's called age tech. And we're going to be discussing again with uh, Amy Clark, the seniorlist.com. What she's seeing in the world of aging and technology that helps us stay st- safe at home, since that was a catalyst for her, even creating her business and beginning to write in the field of what I'll call consumerism for seniors. So uh, you did tell us, Amy, before the break, that you were very disappointed in the world of uh, personal emergency response systems when they first came out and that you've seen a change. So first let's take a look at that change, and then I want to bring up another area of age tech that fascinates me. But let's talk about uh, safety systems first. Great. Yeah, I um, and and I – Personal emergency response systems have been out for a long time, so I I kind of came into it maybe in the in the middle of <laughs> of the lifespan of of um, medical alert systems. What has been awesome to see over time is that the technology has improved greatly. Um, the just the quality of the hardware that I've seen versus ten years ago that alone has changed immensely. So now we have systems that work, um, you know, without a landline. You're no longer required to plug it into a landline. There are systems that work on a cellular um, connection, whether that's in the home or outside of the home. You're, You're no longer tethered to being, you know, tied to a certain radius around your house. The other really, um, great, piece of technology is fall detection. A lot of these systems come with automatic fall detection that's built into the buttons. And it's not 100%, but um, they can detect a fall and call for help automatically, even if someone is no longer, you know, if they're not able to push that button after a fall has happened. So that I I know has saved lives. I, I can't think of the numerous clients that I worked with who were needing to move because of that exact scenario. They had fallen 
and they didn't push their button because it was in a drawer, as you mentioned before, right. or they didn't want to bother anybody, or they simply couldn't reach, um, you know, they couldn't move their hand to push the button, or they were unconscious, or whatever that scenario might look like. So um, the fall detection technology is great uh, for somebody who is concerned about falls. And the other thing that I'm starting to see medical alert companies add to their their suite of products are things like sensors to be placed around the home. So if someone decides they really don't want to wear a button inside their home, there are voice activated wall buttons that are now available where you could just simply say, you know, I need help and those will automatically call the call center. There are sensors that caregivers or adult children could log into a dashboard and see if mom or dad has gotten out of bed this morning, have they opened the refrigerator. So there's a lot of unobtrusive technology that I think is fantastic, um, you know, to be able to put in your home without feeling like you have to constantly wear this button because as you personally know, you know, a, a lot of people don't end up wearing the button. Yes. Well, I, I would say that some of those things would have saved my mother because she did die of a fall and we were away. Mm -hmm. And um, she um, actually was able to call us. But by the time wow. anybody was able to come and know what was going really going on, it was too late. And it was a terrible, terrible thing for the whole family, and particularly for myself and, of course, for her. But I'll tell you, mm -hmm. uh, let's go on, a, on an up note for a minute here. There's a whole new world of wonderful technologies coming in, and that I said I was going to bring up, and that is robotics. I am fascinated <laughs> by care bots, by friend bots, by the bots that tell you to take your medicine, um, and there's all kinds of things. There's even a car that tells you to slow down or speed up, uh, and if you're an older driver. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I have not seen the car. I have had the good fortune of being able to attend the Consumer Electronics Show, the CES in Las Vegas. It's the largest uh, technology show there is. And there is a now growing uh, section each year of products that have been, you know, created specifically for seniors. And I've had the, the pleasure of interacting with a couple of those robots. They are just amazing and I can't wait for those to become more mainstream especially again for people who are isolated in their homes there's so much really interesting technology and AI that's going into these these robots that they can really become someone's companion as well as caregiver and medication reminder um, I, I think the future is very exciting for for robots and older adults be on the senior list uh, at some point because you've probably seen Paro, who's a seal. Yes. And uh, not not inexpensive. I've written also my I have a blog on called What Will You Name Your Robot, and it yeah. goes it goes through all the robots. But the little cats and dogs they're about a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, they're and and they're very sweet. I've had the pleasure of of having the Hasbro cat in my home, and my grandmother and my children alike got such a kick out of the the robotic uh, cat. I, they are so much fun. So these are the kinds of things that once they are available and they're the right priced and they're looked at, uh, you'll find on the senior list one day because that's what this is all about. 
It's about Absolutely. vetting the kinds of things that make you your life richer, whether you're at home, whether you're a caregiver, or you are in a senior residence. So thank you for being one of those great agepreneurs. <laughs> it's, it's, the pleasure is all mine. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And everybody else, remember, I always say every week, uh, get out there, kids, and make it happen. But this week I will say, stay in and make it happen. Yeah. But but maybe by the time you hear this show in a few weeks, because we pre-record, maybe you will be able to get out there, kids, and make it happen. And don't forget, go to generationboldradio.com, give us your email address, and we will help you get out there, kids, and make it happen. I'm in a program.